Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. Well, if you have your Bibles, we're in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 as we are making our way through the Bible. But let's pick it up in verse 1. It says, Therefore, since we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we do not lose heart. Now, when Paul says, therefore, uh, those of you who are students of the Bible, you're like, well, what's that mean? Or what's it there for? Well, it's talking about what was happening. We looked at last week. Uh, And when he's saying, therefore, since we have this ministry, what ministry? Well, the ministry that he talked about in chapter 3, where he said in 2 Corinthians 3, 6, who also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant. So the ministry he's talking about uh, is the ministry of the new covenant. And we talked about last week, Old Covenant was about external rules, the law of Moses, man's faithfulness, and man's uh, you know, need to be faithful and to obey the rules, which we know man couldn't do. And so the new covenant that Paul's talking about here is based on grace and God's faithfulness and based on the work of Jesus Christ, the finished work. And so... I love that we sing that song, You've Been So Faithful, because truly God is faithful, and, and if you know yourself, you're not, right? And so uh, Paul's talking about the ministry of pointing people to Jesus Christ. So now he's going to talk about in this chapter, since we have this ministry of pointing people to Jesus, and notice that he says uh, that we do not lose heart. Now, what does that have to do with pointing people to Jesus and losing heart? Well, when he's saying we do not lose heart, he's saying that we're not getting discouraged of pointing people to Jesus. And this ministry for Paul was not easy, right? I mean, everybody was against him. The Jews tried to kill him. The Romans tried to kill him. He was an en- they thought he was an enemy of Judaism. And, you know, he was beaten, stoned to death, beat up, you know, thrown out of town all the time. And he constantly faced persecution. And I don't know if you've thought about that. Imagine if you went to work this week or went to school and you told somebody Jesus loves you and they all got bats out and beat you. And then the next day you get up and you thought, am I going to tell anybody about Jesus this week? Right? I mean, that's what happened to Paul all the time, right? And I think uh, here he says in verse 1, therefore, since we have this ministry as we have received mercy, we do not lose heart. Now, why did the apostle Paul not lose heart? Why did he not give up? Why did he not quit, even though he constantly faced adversity, right? At the end of his life, he said in 2 Timothy 4, 7, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. So Paul made it all the way to the end. And, and really, my wife and I talk about it. That's our goal. We want to finish the race, right? I don't know if you ever ran a race in high school or, and, and, or junior high, and then you quit in the middle of the race, right? You feel like a loser, <laughs> That's because you are if you quit, right? I mean, but, but here's the thing. You know, I remember, you know, h- hating to run long-distance races, but, but I wanted to finish, right? I never wanted to quit because it just seems like whatever pain you're feeling, you could just get through it, right? And, and Paul, he finished the race. Now, his adversity was very difficult. In verse 2, he says, 
but we have renounced the hidden things of shame, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. Now, Paul is saying, hey, we haven't twisted the scriptures. Uh, We're not trying to make them say what we want them to say. And I think this is important for all of you to understand. If you want to grow closer to God in your understanding of his word, it's important that you not come to the scriptures with a preconceived idea, but you look at them and say, who was it written to? Why was it written? What did it mean to who it was written to, right? And, And Paul is saying, look, we're faithfully teaching the scriptures in context to you, and that's what he's talking about. And, and I think uh, one of the best ways to do that is to have a Bible study where you just go verse by verse, chapter by chapter through the Bible. And that's what we do here on Wednesday night. We've been doing it here for 20-some years, and right? How many years? 25 years? 25. Wow, that's a long time. Anyway, right? We've been coming here on Wednesday night for 25 years, verse by verse, teaching the Bible. And that, that really is a great way to understand God's truth. Now, if you jump all around in the Bible— it's easier to come up with wrong ideas. Now, Paul's saying, we're not giving you weirdness. We're just teaching you the truth. Now, he says in verse 2, nor handling the word of God deceitfully. Now, uh, deceitfully was a word that was used in that day for merchants who sold wine, and they would dilute the wine with water in order to make more money by watering it down. So the Apostle Paul's saying in verse 2 that we're not watering down the word of God. Now, if you are awake and you live in America, then you know something about the word of God getting watered down, right? And, and so what he's saying is we're not watering it down to make it more tolerable so people can accept it. We're not making it more culturally relevant. We're not making it seeker-friendly. He's saying, you know, we're giving you the truth just as it is. And the truth of the gospel is the same today as it was 2,000 years ago. That basically, the Bible tells us, Romans 3.23, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, so all of us are sinners. Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So we're all sinners, and sin causes death, but Jesus came to give us life. And John 3.15, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. And so, right, it seems as though almost everyone is overly concerned about not offending people, right? Being politically correct, and, uh, and, and it's really weird to me because, you know, I didn't grow up in the church, and, uh, you know, I grew up in a family that was not uh, caring about political correctness and really didn't care about offending anyone. And then when I got saved, that kind of worked out, right? So uh, there are people that are, you know, in churches and pastors that are so concerned about not offending that people come to church and never get convicted of their sin, right? Here's the thing. If you are living in sin and you come to church, you should get convicted, (laughs) right? That's important to understand, right? And when you think about the mess our country's in and you think about what the Bible says about the cure, and most of you know, what's really the fix for our country? Well, most of you know 2 Chronicles 7.14. God says that my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, pray, and seek my face. And here it is turn from their wicked ways. Now, who is he talking to? God's people. Turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. Now, how's that going to happen in America if all the pastors are concerned about not offending people and not preaching 
convict, you know, repentance of sin, right? And so uh, you come to church, you should get convicted. If you go to a church and you're never convicted, you should change churches, right? I mean, if you come to church and you think, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm as pure as it comes, and I'm so thankful I come to this church where they confirm that thought that I'm, I'm holy and pure. Now, my spouse doesn't know it, but, but uh, you know, I'm telling myself, right? Now, here's the thing. Uh, I'm not very good at being politically correct, right? Because, first of all, you know, I wasn't always a pastor. And when I read the Bible, it made sense to me. Jesus offended a lot of people. People were offended by Jesus, right? In Matthew 15, verse 12, it says, Then his disciples came to him and said, Do you know, Jesus, that the Pharisees were offended when they heard this saying? (laughs) I love that, right? They come to Jesus like, Jesus, did you know you offended those religious people? (laughs) And what did Jesus say? You know, he went on to say, yeah, they don't know what they're talking about, right? And then in John 6, 61, when Jesus knew in himself that his disciples complained about this, he said to them, does this offend you? And I love what they said. From this time, many of the disciples went back and walked with him no more, right? So Jesus had large crowds, thousands of people following him, and then he taught about the death and resurrection, the new covenant, and people were offended, and people left and didn't come anymore, right? Now, we kind of have, you know, in America, a church where I saw this thing on Facebook where someone said, you go to McDonald's, you get the order wrong time after time after time. You order it, they give you the wrong food all the time. You keep coming back. People come to church, you get offended by one thing. That's it, I'm never going to church ever again, right? But in Jesus' day, Jesus offended people. And, and, you know, Jesus talked about, you know, the new covenant, and they got offended, didn't go anymore. And then in verse 7, Jesus said, uh, or Matthew 24, 7, Jesus said, nation will rise against nation. He's talking about the last days and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and pestilence and earthquakes and COVID and, and wars in Ukraine and everywhere, right? Stuff. And all these are the beginnings of sorrows. And notice now in verse 10, just a few verses down, when Jesus is talking about the last days, he's talking about wars and pestilence and Ebola and all that stuff. And then, verse 10, many will be offended and will betray one another and will hate one another, right? So, being offended is the signs of the times, right? I mean, people are offended at everything, right? I mean, it's just like, it's mind-boggling. Now, he goes on to say in verse 12 of Matthew 24, he said, and because lawlessness will abound, Portland, the love of many will grow cold, but he who endures to the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come, right? So, so, People are going to get offended, and people are going to be upset about people that preach the gospel, that preach the truth about sin. And he said, look, there's going to be lawlessness. There's going to be people's love will grow cold. People will be doing wicked things. But the gospel's going to be preached, right? The gospel will be preached, and then the end will come. So here's the thing, right? Here, we want to teach the truth, and sometimes it's going to offend you. You're going to come to church, and you're going to get offended. And here's what you can say. You could say to yourself, I'm holy and pure, and I am the source of truth, and Pastor Bob is whacked out, and I'm never coming back. <laughs> or you can slap yourself and say, I should get convicted when I come to church because I'm a sinner, and someone needs to remind me because my flesh tells me I'm awesome, right, when I'm not. <laughs> and so, right, here's the thing. The gospel was offensive when Jesus taught it. The gospel was offensive when Paul taught it, and the gospel was offen- offensive Every century, every generation, right? And Jesus said in the last days, people are going to be offended. And, but here's the thing. We need to continue to share the gospel. Now, 
we self-censor here at church, right? New people come to church here, and they don't realize when they watch, you know, our TV show or watch it online, we cut out all the offensive stuff. Why? <laughs> well, because we realize people are super sensitive, right? And we want to, we, we you know, you got to, like, help them to get, you know. And so here's what we say. I told someone who's first time here at church tonight, if you want to get offended, you have to come in person. <laughs> so this is a come in person offended kind of church. So, uh, and here's the thing, though. If you do come in person, you will get offended, right? Because God's word is offensive, right? I don't like everything I read in God's word all the time. Sometimes we say, you got to forgive somebody. You got to go do this or that. But, but here's the thing. Paul said in verse 2, not handling the word of God deceitfully. He's saying we're not diluting down the word of God. We're going to stop there because we're out of time. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel Caldwell is now hiring full-time and part-time positions for our exciting Calvary Kids Learning Center. If you enjoy working with children from newborn through kindergarten, please give us a call at 453-9653. Positions are Monday through Friday with our availability to fit your schedule. To learn more about these exciting opportunities, please call 453-9653. We look forward to meeting with you. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on the CW channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you and may you have a great day. Today is the day you will